find the start of this gospel passage, I find, is a little bit strange because it's a very positive, encouraging message that Jesus is giving. He's saying that we are to be the light of the world and the salt for the earth, um, which is a good thing. It should be encouraging, you know, a vision for what our lives can be, the impact that we can have. But Jesus starts with talking about the salt, and he doesn't actually say anything positive about what impact the salt can have on the world. He doesn't say about how the salt will bring out the flavor or you know, that it's going to help bring forth life in the world. He only talks about what goes wrong when the salt becomes useless. You know, that if the salt isn't being salty anymore, it just gets thrown underfoot. Now, why would he start in such a negative way, talking about when things go wrong? I think this is important because this shows us the reason why Jesus is giving us his message, why he's telling us these things, because we can start to believe this about ourselves. Jesus reminds us that, you know, as his disciples were supposed to be salt for the salt and light for the world, you know, by our faith and by our presence in the world, we're supposed to bring forth life, we're supposed to bring God into um, the presence of those places where we go. But we can so easily come to believe that when we go into our workplace or into our friendships or even into our family, that our faith isn't going to be welcome, that it's not going to have any impact, that it won't be um, accepted by those who are there, in fact, that it's going to just be trampled underfoot. And that if, if we're so bold as to actually bring forth our faith and show our Christian values and show that we have a relationship with God in that place, that we might get trampled too. So we can so easily get discouraged and forget about being light for the world or salt for the earth. So the reason for Jesus' teaching then today is to speak into this and remind us of that call and that gift that he calls us to be for the world. I feel it's a bit like um, the coach coming in at halftime when all the players are dejected. You know, you're down by 10 goals or 100 runs or 15 points or whatever your sport might be. And it seems hopeless. Seems like there's no point of going back out there um, because there's no way that we can win. There's no way that I can have an impact by bringing my faith into my workplace by sticking to my values and, and, and being honest that I'm a, actually a Christian um, in these secular places of my life. Jesus wants to remind us why we're going out there and what he's sending us out there to do. So he wants to remind us of that truth. Let's have a listen to what he wants to say as he gives us this rev up. You're my disciples, yeah? You know, well then, in the world, this is what you're supposed to be, salt and light. He calls us that we are the salt for the earth. What does salt do? It brings out the flavor of everything. Put a bit of salt in addition. We can bring out the flavor of life, the flavor of all things in the earth. We can help reveal to everybody around us the goodness that God has put into everything that he's created. Show up that new side of life and bring forth life in the people that we're around. He calls us to be light in the world, light that reveals the goodness and the truth and the beauty that God has put into everything that he's made, that reveals that, that it's, it's not just all arbitrary, but also not only reveals that goodness, but points to the source of all that goodness and guides people, a light that guides people to the, the real truth, to, to help them discover what the, what the beauty is behind the beauty of a sunset. 
And Jesus says we're the light of the world, yeah, we can think that's a big enough thing in itself, but if we remember that Jesus has also said elsewhere, speaking about himself, he says, I am the light of the world. And then here he is saying that about us. Because Jesus has come into the world and his mission is about revealing the face of God. Revealing not only the face of God, but the heart of God. Jesus comes with a human sign of what God looks like, of how much God cares for us. And he wants to lead everybody and make it possible for everybody to come back into that relationship that God has made them for, to discover him and to discover the fullness of life that he has on offer. And how does that mission, that task of revealing God's face and his heart to the world continue? In us. We are now the ones that are that light for the world. That God wants to reveal his face, reveal his heart, reveal the truth through us, through our lives, through our presence out there in the world. So this, this is what we're supposed to do. This is the impact that we're supposed to naturally have by us being faithful Christians and being out there in the world. I think the one way I can look at this, one, way, one kind of image is that like if you go to a museum with a friend, yeah, perhaps there's a big famous exhibit on from this like world-renowned artist from another country or something, and you're going around with your friend and he seems to have all these amazing insights about the paintings and like what the artist's mind was, what this picture means and what this symbol means, and then you ask him about it and he's like, oh yeah, I'm actually good friends with the artist. I know him personally. Like, oh. No wonder you could have a perspective that I couldn't possibly have because I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. It's like we can go into the world and say you're sitting with that same friend and you're looking at a beautiful sunset and you're like, yeah, I'm actually friends with the guy who painted that. (laughs) When we know God personally, we can go and engage with the world in a way that others can't. We can bring a perspective, a flavor to our engagement in the world that others can't. You think of you're making something, you know, perhaps you're a, a craftsman or a tradie or something and you're making something, you're creating something. It's great, there's a satisfaction in just using our own hands, our own gifts to produce something creative, yeah. But if we understand that that's not just us making something, but that's a participation in God Almighty who has created um, the world since its beginning and who gives us that same creative power to share with that Share in that with him. What a wonderful thing to be a part of. What a wonderful thing we can witness to with those that we're working with. I think of when we enter into relationships or friendships or even in our family, that, yeah, it's great to be loved and to be around friends. But when we can realize that those relationships and the love that we share is because we've been made in the image of a God who is love, a God who is relationship and communion, and that, you know, we are created as a family because our God is Father who loves the Son in the love of the Spirit. And we're sharing in that, we're bringing that to life when we enter into these relationships. We can do that and witness to that truth with a more profound perspective because we know the image of the one that we're in relationship for. I think as well about perhaps our studies or um, the pursuit of science, that sort of thing, when we're trying to discover the world, pursuing truth, trying to learn more. We can go about that just as an exercise of trying to fill our brain with more stuff. 
or of trying to gain control of our surroundings by learning more about it. But if we think about the fact that God has made the world in this particular way and we can discover more of who he is and his design for us, the awe, the wonder that that brings, um, when we, we can pursue knowledge because it's a gift from God and we're getting to know him more, we can witness to that by bringing that perspective, that motivation in our studies in our schools or universities um, or when we're pursuing knowledge in that way. Another particular thing is when we're serving others. I'm sure so many of us in our um, work, whatever it is that you're doing, you're, you're serving someone in some way, even if you're working at Macca's and just serving someone a burger. But how different is our service of another person when we know God's heart for them and the dignity with which he has created them? this person that he's created in his image and likeness and who he loves profoundly, that we can share in the heart of God and serve this person, perhaps in just a simple little task where we're serving them in this way, but we can serve them with a respect, witness to the dignity that they have in the eyes of God. And we're, we're bringing that truth of our faith into the world in that profound way. Um, and yeah, serving at Maccas might be a funny example, but imagine how much more true that is in serving professions like a doctor or a nurse or um, as a teacher, caring for your students and bringing forth life and building them up in that way because of the dignity you know they have according to the love of God. Now we can, as Jesus gives us his invitation to go out and to be that salt and that light in the world, we can go out with an expectation with a hope and a faith that God is moving, that God is taking our efforts, God is taking our presence and is working grace through that somehow. And it's not even like, you know, we're here at church together and God is with us and we have to go out into the scary world on our own. But no, we go out into the world in which God is already present. We go out into those relationships of people who perhaps don't even know the Lord at all but God is already moving in their lives in some way that we might not know. We can step in and try and be that light, try and witness to the truth, try and be that salt, because we know that God has already got a plan for that situation, for that person, and he's got a plan for what our impact is going to bring. So the first most important thing that we have to do is to actually go there, not just sit in our nice little churchy bubble where we can all feel good about our faith with one another um, and be strengthened. Yes, it's good that we're fed in our faith, that we're connected to the community, that we have those relationships around us that strengthen our faith, that we're actually founded in God in prayer so that when we go out, we're actually bringing Christ, not just our own little agenda. But then we should actually go out and not be afraid to go into um, our secular workplaces and to be honest and faithful to our God there, um, or in our families as well. It can be so difficult if our families don't share the faith with us. But we can go there and be honest to who we are. And that's the other encouragement I would give you, that we can be honest and share the gift, the story, the story that God has given us. Because my relationship with God, the way that he's spoken to me, the way that he's moved in my life, is a story that only I can tell. But you've got a story that you can tell, a witness that you can give as to why you believe, why you pray, why you come to church, what God has done in your life 
of who he is to you and who he says you are, you can share that story and witness to that truth. And that's a gift to anyone that you share that with. Um, as well as, of course, we can all share the story, the gospel story of the truth of what God's done for us. But ultimately, God invites us to be courageous, to, to go there and to step out and maybe take some risks. And to, um, It might feel a bit scary, but Jesus recognizes that sometimes we might feel like that, that witness isn't going to be welcome, that our Christian values that we want to be faithful to aren't going to be welcome. And that does seem like a bit of a persecution, even, even if it's just that you say something about your faith and then the room turns quiet or someone ends the conversation or um, walks away from you. That's a bit of persecution and that can hurt, yeah. But Jesus says you will face persecution in the world, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Because, yes, he says that we are the light that is, that is to shine out into those dark places. But he also says of himself, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. It's not up to us to, to um, be perfect and successful and have it all together to complete God's mission in the world. God's got a plan for how that's all going to work out. But he invites us to take part in it and to go out with him. Because while he is the light that we've encountered, the, the light that's shone upon our lives and illuminated our life, from that, he then also says to us again that for the sake of the world, for the whole earth, for every person that you know in your life, he says that you are the light of the world. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.